so you may remember, um, I think it was the last normal episode of 2023, maybe episode 25, where we were what's like ragged or shit in 2023 as a whole. And I was talking about barbers and anytime I ever went, they didn't cut my hair properly. I can say I went to a new barber yesterday and hopefully Ellie, you will agree by seeing my hair that they have given me exactly what I wanted. I wanted the short back and sides and they have kept my lovely bushy quiff. So I will now be going to that barber's from now on. Thank you very much. I needed it trimmed for next weekend, just think. So and I was yeah. going to get it cut next week, but then I was scared in case it fuck it up and then I'd look a show <laughs> on our trip. So it's like I need time for it to grow if that does happen. So but thankfully it looks it, I'm really happy with it. Um and instead of a two minute walk from my house, this is a ten minute walk, so a little bit further, which is so annoying. <laughs> but it's worth it for quality. Oh, it's totally worth it. And ten minutes is mm-hmm. awesome. Do you know, especially when it's dry, so win-win situation. So yeah, the quiff is back. Happy <laughs> <and scalped. Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of Gin and Barrett, the podcast. I am your fabulous host, Kevin O'Connor Jones, Double Barrel Bitch. And joining me this week is Ellie. Hello, Ellie. Hello. Just the two of us this Hello. week. Oh, that's so strange. I was about to say that. <laughs> I was just going to be like, just the two of us. <laughs> oh, everyone else is super busy. Um, and we were actually going to do another podcast. Um, theme, but this is a brilliant opportunity this week to talk about the housewives because it's just me and you because no one else would have a fucking clue. Well, Sinead, maybe we'll look at Um, so it's worked out well, yeah. So, mega fans, us too, literally. Uh, so how have you been? How's your week? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. Um, week's been super busy. I've been in the office every single day as usual, but the systems are working now, so I got to work from home for the first time in over a week. So I have enjoyed it. Um, From tomorrow, sorry? Oh, yes, definitely. I said to them, I said, you won't see me now for another month until the (laughs) systems go down. Yeah, no, definitely working from home until about the 20th because next week's a busy week for us. Uh Got to get me beauty sleeping. We do. We're not gonna like probably get much sleep to be honest. <laughs> How's your week been? Yeah, fine. I can't really complain this week. I'm not sleeping as well as I was the week before. Um so I don't know what that's about, but hey, how there you go. But overall I'm having a good week, so I can't complain. And a nice weekend coming up as well, which is nice. Um so because probably our main topic is gonna be very conversational and probably going to be a long topic um we're going to try and fly through the news there is a lot to talk about a lot has happened this week but we're going to try try being the keyword to get through this as quick as possible um the first news thing i want to talk about is rishi sunak now he's had a week where it just seems to get worse and worse and worse and worse um, so I think it was started the week, what we 
what would be around Thursday? So maybe it was towards the end of last week. He started to do a bet thing with Piers Morgan. He was on a show with Piers. Um, and he bet Piers a thousand pounds that the Rwanda flights would be taken off before the general election. And I'm not a big news follower. I don't really know what all the flights to Rwanda were about. I know it's about why is it migration yeah. and stuff like that. But I'm not like a big thing. But like to bet a thousand pounds on national TV to Piers Morgan. As the leader of the country, as a wee bit like, what the fuck? Are you, what are you doing? I know it's it's so childish. <laughs> Can you believe as a leader that is the leader of our country? Hopefully not for much longer. No, no. Um, there's talk about the general election; it could happen in May. But I've heard because I listen to a, pol- a politics podcast. Get me so fucking educated. Hello. Um. Because you know <laughs> politics, you've probably seen them on Instagram, they do a podcast. Um, oh, no way, really? Every Friday, and it, it actually is how I get my current affairs. Because um, I hate watching and listening to the news. Um, but they were saying that the general election probably is going to be in October. So that's like way with the other years. So hopefully it's not, hopefully it's sooner. But that's what they were saying. Um, he also just came out and said that the cost of living crisis is you know, getting better, it's kind of disappearing. Um, personally, like, bill-wise and things, I don't see that happening. The energy companies are so... Ch- they're seeing you know, it that prices are low, but they make their profits. Or Sorry, the increase on our bills are their profits. The energy price is still the same, so why are we paying yeah. higher prices? Um, I will say, though, for him to say the the cost of living crisis is getting better, me and Nick, this gonna this sounds like I'm sticking up for him, but I'm not. But I, I did say this a few weeks ago. Me and Nick every Wednesday went out to town in January for a meal every single Wednesday, and I have never seen a town as busy. It was like busier than a Saturday night during the week. So in one respect, I'm like in January, everyone in in your head like broke for penny pinching. You know, we're trying to save up money after Christmas. But then town was it's so busy. I'm just like, maybe it is getting better, but I don't know how. Like, yeah. I was a bit well, I was confused by that. But it's just a, a thing, a fucking shitty thing to say in, in general when so many people are struggling in the country. And then to top it all yeah. off, yesterday he was in the House of Commons, or the House of Lords, or whatever house he was in, one of the green sofas, and yeah. he was talking about. Was it Keir Stammer and all of the U-turn things he said, and then he's like changed his mind on, and and then he made a transphobic kind of joke or a jib, um, with um Brianna's Brianna is it what's what how do you pronounce her name? It's G H E Y. Is that gay or? Yeah, it's like gay. Or, okay, gay um, or something. I've or, heard different pronunciations. Um, but Brianna's mum, and I'm not sure if her dad was in the house or in the vicinity but to make that kind of transphobic joke when she was brutally murdered just last year it's coming up to the anniversary as well it was February that yeah. it happened last year it's just mind-blowing and then Rishi comes out today it was on the news and he says I'm not apologizing you know our party we are all for trans rights um, and he's blaming Keir Stammer and he's saying like I was not making a joke. I'm saying about Keir and his policies, and he's backtracking. 
I will also say with Keir as well, though, he used that opportunity to make his him and his party look better in the moment. I don't think he was sticking up for Brianna and the his, or Brianna and her family. I mm-hmm. think that he was taking advantage of the situation that he was given, to be honest. And it just, you know, makes a bigger question. Who the fuck are you looking for in the next general election? Because I think they're all as bad as each other. And if you look at Keir yeah. and Labour's policies on certain things, they are just as bad or getting to that level of just as bad. So who the fuck do we vote for? I don't know what to do. I know. I'm the same. I'm definitely not voting for Tory, but I'm, I'm. I don't even know if I, I will vote for Labour. I just don't know. I know. I've had this conversation with people in work, and everyone's just saying it's getting to the point where, obviously, if you vote Labour all your life, you they're just going to vote Labour for because it's Labour. But it's not even they trust the part of the Labour Party. Well, the leader of the Labour Party. It's just, it is worrying, like yeah. what's going to happen. But regardless, the Tories need to get out. They've had the time, they need to go, and they're uh-huh. just, it's just crazy. The, when I think they can't get any worse or they can't become any more of a joke, something comes in the news, and I'm like, right, okay, okay there it is. And especially that comment you made about Brianna or, well, the about trans people, it was just absolutely disgusting. And the fact that he won't apologize, and he's just a horrible person. And from other comments that he's made in the past in the news about trans people, you know that he's not for trans rights. Uh-huh. Which is sad because you, as the leader of the UK, you should be for everyone's right. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not big into politicians' names. They all, you know, like men and women. They all look white, fucking dowdy, and they're bored outsets, and they go on these panel talk shows, and you see little clips of them. But there was this woman who was on the news today, I think, or some talk show, and she's a politician, and obviously she's a Tory, and she's sticking up for what Rishi said. Um, she said that he didn't need to apologise. Um, he was rebuking Keir's U-turns on his policies. And he, or the woman in question, the politician, um, I've lost the chain of thought, fuck me. <laughs> I'm having a jealous going to my head. Um, but what I will say while you are thinking about that is yeah. I listened to what he said and yeah, he was kind of like giving digs to Keir Starmer but all the things he said before it, he could have just, yeah, because I said that he didn't uh-huh. need to bring up the, the gender comments yeah. or the trans comments. He didn't need to. It was kind of like he'd stop saying what he was saying and then said it as like yeah. an extra dig and he didn't you didn't need to say that, especially if you know yeah. that Brianna's mum's in the cr- and like in the crowd. You didn't need to say that. Just when they've, li- she literally had to watch the killers be sentenced like yeah. less than a week ago. Yeah, I know. It's just disgusting, and especially when it's so fresh this way. Yeah, out. it's just ridiculous. I remember what I was gonna say. So the woman was on the talk show, and she, you know, the way when you're talking about trans rights and things like that, you humanize the situation you say trans people or trans community because you're humanizing them and you know you're you're an what's the word you're explaining that it affects humanity the woman politician just kept calling them the trans the trans 
not even given the, like that that affection to say like it's community or it's you know people or it's a, a humanity yeah they're they don't want to be that they don't want to be nice towards that community they want to see them as this is an agenda we're not seeing them as people we need mm-hmm. to this hatred we don't, we don't care if they're a community we don't care if they're a people we, we need to just spew hatred it's a policy for the rest of the general public to get behind us and there will be those voters out there on the general election who will agree that who who don't support the trans community don't support lgbt um and will vote for the tories because of the hatred they're spewing sad it is it's just oh cannot wait to get rid but i have this overwhelming sense that the tories will will win I don't. I can't, I can't niggle that feeling. I do think, yeah. and I'm like, what needs to happen for them to get rid out? I know. I think it's because we've been in this position too many times. Every time, everyone in like the news and Twitter and that are like, get them out, get them out. But then they come in because of different communities and like people in this like in the south and stuff uh-huh. like that but i think everyone needs to get out and vote this election i always say if you don't vote you can't moan about yes. the way things go because you had the chance to vote and you didn't yes so listen to ellie you should be a poet register you can't moan <laughs> register to vote now <laughs> yeah. i'm not actually sure if that's the thing but... <laughs> Um, there was a show, I don't know if you remember, it was maybe on like 2016, 17, on BBC One, and it was called Years and Years, and it was um, produced or directed by Russell T. Davies, and it was about the UK and the situation that would happen in years to come in the future, and it is, I think I've talked about this before in the pod, it's scarily accurate because it's like the immigration thing was happening in the programme, then Emma Thompson with an independent party, um, and she won the general election, but then she was just as bad as Tory or Labour. It, it was dead fascinating. If you've watched, there was a war, there was missiles coming to the UK. Like, it just is scarily accurate. <laughs> oh, like, God. That's not like. No. So, go watch the program. I'm not actually watching back because it's scarily accurate and the things, some of the things it was portraying. But yeah, fuck Rishi. Fuck the Tories. Fuck them in general. Arseholes. Just apologize whatever uh okay the next story is um quite lighthearted in a way no pun intended um demi lovato performed her song heart attack and um, she heart attack survivors at a cardio health concert last week what are your thoughts <laughs> it's absolutely wild i can't believe that's actually a real thing <laughs> um so she is saying that She's defending her decision to sing that song because she herself suffered from a heart attack and she had a near-death experience because of it, because of all the drugs and the drink that she was on and the, what you call that, ethanol? Not ethanol, that's alcohol. Amphetamine. Uh, fentanyl. Fentanyl. <laughs> I got it there at the end, thank you. So she's um, defending that and saying it's it's an empowering song now. Um, you survived your heart attack, so I want to sing this song to you, and and you can feel proud to still be here. I don't know because if you listen to the lyrics, a heart attack, it's it's about love, isn't it, and a breakup? So I don't really think. 
Uh, yeah, it's just a random song to choose. Like, she's got a lot of songs out. She didn't really need to sing about a heart attack at a heart attack convention. She could have sang a more uplifting song. Yeah, but then I did, if you think of some of her songs, it's all about heart in it. So she's got a song, Give Me Heart a Break. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, another one to do a heart. What the fuck is it called? No, imagine if she sang that. Everyone be like, I nearly bloody did give me heart a break. <laughs> um, so people were just like slagging her off, going like, read the fucking room. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's a bit... I you... understand if obviously she's she's saying she's had one and that, but yeah. still, like, yeah. nobody wants to relive that time. Yeah. They're probably just there to raise awareness. She could have sang any song. Yeah, because it's like the cover of a song. Yeah, like something, you know. So whatever. Yeah, very strange <laughs> decision. Very strange. Yeah. Um, pardon me for sneeze. I couldn't. Oh, bless me. Bless you. Thank you. Um. Okay. The next story we have is uh, King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. I think I'm assuming it's prostate cancer from his recent hospital trip. Um. It's very sad news in general. It's like cancer. We, I think we've all been affected by it at some point. It's very rare that you, you don't know someone who has been affected yeah. at some point in their life through family or themselves. Um, I've seen a tweet um, where someone was actually blaming Harry and Meghan for King Charles's cancer diagnosis, saying that he has cancer because of all the stress they caused him. And they even went further to say that Harry and Meghan actually killed Prince Philip and the Queen prematurely. Oh my god. And I'm just like, the Queen and Prince Philip were in their fucking late 90s. Yeah. How did they die premature for one? And how can you blame Harry and Meghan for Charles having prostate cancer? Because stress may contribute a factor to cancer when you have it, but surely doesn't fucking cause it. Not that I'm aware of. No, but swear to God, it was that Piers Morgan because whenever oh. anything with the royal family gets mentioned, the first thing they have to say is something about Harry and Meghan. Like, they're literally, like, not even living in the country. I know. They're like, I barely hear anything about them in the news apart from mm-hmm. people saying all the this and that, but just leave them be. I know. He did, they, they did not cause cancer, him cancer. I've, I have like a, a, a mixed opinions on this. To be honest, as much as his diagnosis is sad, and it is sad, every cancer diagnosis is sad. I do, though. I don't even feel bad saying this. I do struggle because he is so privileged. Um, he will receive immediate and the best medical care that probably the taxpayer will pay for. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that cancer waiting times in England are worst on record, like they're on record the worst they've ever been like I have a statistic here that says um, only 64% of patients start treatment within 62 days of cancer being suspected, meaning nearly 100,000 wait longer than they should for the life saving care um, and it's that to get worse, that number's meant to rise. Um, so I'm in, t- like I'm in two minds. There are people that can't get the treatment because they're just normal, common people like us. Yeah. And, and he can get diagnosed quickly and he's starting treatment already. So I, I struggle with that. Like I have a very 
tumultuous relationship with the royal family like i fucking know them but i i do i i really struggle with their their privilege and everything like that so i'm just a bit like as much as it's sad i do struggle where other people are sat waiting for treatment he's really got so quick no, and what, what the fuck is it with Paddington Bear being this mascot of the family? I seen him on Twitter, someone calling him the Grim Reaper because every time someone dies, he put they put him next to the person walking away, like into the heaven or wherever they're going. I don't get this. Where has this come from? I know. I don't get it. I don't get why they're always holding his hands as well. I am sure Paddington Bear does not want the fucking job of killing the royal family. I know. It's very, very strange. Um, I did hear a theory, though, that um, the royal family, they put out stuff to kind of downplay things. And apparently this is the first monarch to ever put out their health condition or diagnosis so quickly. Um, but apparently... I'm like, why am I forgetting what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I'm making an audio joke. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what the fuck was I saying? He's the I first don't even know what you meant to be saying. Oh my god, I'm sorry. He's the first monarch to put out that he's sick. Oh yeah, so the royal family kind of put out a statement to kind of downplay every situation, that everything's hunky-dory, everything's, you know, rosy posy. Yeah. But... You have to look at the actions of the royal family to learn the truth. So apparently Harry has flew home really quick now. So is things more serious than they're letting on? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And but you know that like famous kind of psychic Nostradamus? So he yeah. had the she or he, I don't know what the gender of the person is. Um, they have a book. And they made predictions for every year for a long time after they died. And Nostradamus predicted that in 2024, we will have a new king. So, per Charles, we did all his life. Oh my God. And maybe won't have it for that long. Which is very sad, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that is. But, you know, overall, I wish them all the best health you don't wish you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy like cancer's horrible overall but yeah again it's just i struggle with normal people not getting treatment as quick and he gets it because he's who he is and who put him there nobody do you mean you were born into it I, yeah. No, yeah. but we wish you all the best because it's horrible for anybody to go through that and um, okay the next story is back to government um, the pension age could rise to yeah. 71 very soon. Well, no, not very soon, but it will need to in the future, apparently. Um, so it says the retirement age will have to rise to 71 for middle-aged workers across the UK, according to research into the impact of growing life expectancy and falling birth rates on the state pension. Um, the UK pension age of 66... Uh, is set to rise to 67 between May 2026 and March 2020. So it's going to already go up by two years to 66. Is it 65 <laughs> or 66? I don't even know. But by 66. March 2028, it's going to be 67. 
Okay. And then from 2044, I don't even know what age will be then, it is expected to rise to 68. So by the time that we get to fucking pension age, which I think if I've worked it out correctly, I should, on the current pension age of 65 or 66, I should be retiring in 2040. 24? That doesn't make sense. What age am I now? What age are we? 2024? 2023. 2023 was 30, so what's another 36 years on top of that? I can't work that out. 2066? 59. 2059? Yeah, 2059, yeah. So, but I won't be able to retire then because that will have raised numerous years. The time we retire, it's going to be 80 odd, and we're not even going to be able to retire at that point. So, my, I, whenever I get a new job, well, see, this is state pension, so your private pension you can get from whatever whatever it is, I don't know, whatever the company says. Um, it just makes you think, why are we paying into a pension? Because we could yeah. be dead tomorrow, and then where's the money going to go? Or the government's just going to take it? Or your yeah. next son gets it, or whatever. Or, yeah, I don't know if it goes on to your children, whatever, after that. I'm not quite sure how it works. But in me and Nick's situation, we're not having children. It's just me and him. So if me and him are both dead, where the fuck does our pensions go? Yeah. Do you know, Same I don't folks. want government. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll literally be working until the day we die. No, that's so scary. Like, you spend all your life working and you like look forward to retirement because the point of retirement is to be able to have a good few years of your life. Uh-huh. A lot of years of your life. Like, because people used to retire in the 50s back in the day. 100%. And um, I now, I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever be able to retire. It's really sad because, like, I am not working until I'm eating. Not no. I know it's Oh, my God, no. It will be. It will probably be mid-70s to late-70s by the time that we reach retirement age. And if retirement yeah. is just going to keep rising, then what's the point? Like, we're, we're, we'll be thinking just one more year, and then they raise it again. I know. They should say, if you were born on a particular year, uh-huh. this, your retirement date to get your state pension is going to be, like, this year. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you don't have to keep thinking every year that you're working, oh, it's just getting further and further away to the point uh-huh. where... And it wouldn't surprise me in years to come to get rid of the state pension. As scary as that is. See, I don't know what they need to do. It's not fair, though. It's. No. What are we. But then, because no matter if you're in a job or not, you still pay into your state pension through your contributions and stuff. So, if we don't get a state pension, are we going to get a refund and all the money we've. Given over the years, that should yeah, that should be the only that adds on to your private pension. Like, uh, I'm really concerned for the future. <laughs> no, <laughs> if they did get rid of their um, state pension, they would have to put something on top. They would have to replace it with something. They they'd probably like rename it as something else. You know, like they've done with the benefit system. They've like just renamed it to universal credit. Yeah. I know, and then people said that people are having children as much now, but I don't think you can rely on that to solve the problem. No, because you're like, well, if you have more children, they'll be working, and then they'll be paying into it, and then that means more money for the people that are living. I don't think that's fair. 
And this is why I always say I think there is a cancer cure, but they're not releasing it because they can't have more people surviving than the. You know what I mean? Because then there'd be too many. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. It's, like, it's a fucked up world we're living in, and I want to get off it. Literally. <laughs> um, and the last story that we are going to talk about is the Grammys. <laughs> so they happened on, was it Sunday? Not quite yeah. sure what night it was. Um, a lot of stuff happened, but the key thing that I took away from the Grammys was Taylor Swift snubbing Celine Dion. How fucking dare she? Now, not only is Celine Dion a fucking icon, Celine Dion has been having major health issues and she has been dying to took her a lot, a lot to be there and present a fucking award to this little cunt. So the least she could have done was give Celine the hug, acknowledge her, instead of snatching the fucking trophy out of her, not even looking at her, not even acknowledging her. And um, people, her fans, oh my God, they are Delulu. You know, someone said to me, it's Delulu February, and I was like, it fucking is. Her fans are fucking crazy. (laughs) They'll defend anything she does. It's like, some people's actions, you can be a fan of somebody, but you kind of admit when they've done wrong. Yeah. Like, just say, Taylor, I'm a fan, but that was really shitty what you did. You can say that. Like, you don't have to defend her till the day she fucking dies. Do you mention it? She don't care about you defending it. She don't fucking know you. I know. I know. She, they are very right or die for her. Um, which, obviously, if you want to be a fan of someone, fair enough. But she's overrated. No. You just she put out is. the same songs in different formats. Um, yeah, it's just mediocre music. And the fact that she was announcing, like, uh, apparently every ad break or whatever break the ceremony had, on the LED screen behind it was like, Taylor Swift's new album coming. And all the audience were just like, fucking, how many times, why is she getting all this special fucking treatment? What does she have on these people? That's what I want to fucking know. And I'm fucking sick of it. If it's going to be another album, I put it. Another field relationship, I can't fuck her cope. She literally gets with these men to write albums. In my head, that's what this is. No, honestly. And I see it on Twitter yesterday. Um, there's a, there's like a page that is like monitoring. It's a bit creepy, actually. It's monitoring her private jet, where it's going to and from. <laughs> to kind her. of bring awareness. But she is threatening to sue them and she has sold the plane. But the other day, they put a tweet, which has gone viral, that oh. she did a 13-minute plane ride. And apparently it's only a 30-minute car journey, but the emission she's putting up there is wild. <sighs> I know she's not the only celebrity to do that, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, people, were, her fans are saying, you're just coming for her because you hate her, you don't like her. No, I don't hate her. I just am fed up with her. Like, I, like your music is mediocre. I don't think she deserved to win the Grammy for the album. I listen to the album. I do like some of her music. Like, I, I do have some <laughs> of her songs. I do actually love and like. But I am not a ride or die fan where I am going to fucking defend this woman for no matter what she does. Like, I sent the video of Taylor Swift snubbing Celine to Evie and Sinead and even they reacted like, oh my God, that's like kind of bad. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? And they're diehard fans. And so they're the people I like. You can be a fan, but you can admit when someone does wrong. 
it's it's just my boggling to me and like the emission thing and just like what are fans gonna say about that you're gonna defend yeah. and be like she needed to get somewhere there was too much traffic like oh. how can you get a 13 playing rad a 13 minute play rad playing rad that's crazy and the fact that now she's seeing this footballer or whoever he is oh, she's just gonna be like turn from turn from him and then he's all over there like because yeah. he's become famous because of his team or something oh, oh she's just on matches of oh, fuck's sake who never even I know. and then football. there was all this thing wasn't there <laughs> wow. and then there was this big thing like there was this big thing news of the other day where they were like will Taylor get back in time for the Super Bowl because she's in Japan and then she's going to fly all through the night so that she can get and see him in the Super Bowl final or something. And I was like, so? Okay, great. Because I know, I don't care. Like, do you know Do you know what really annoys me? I like people until I see too much of them or hear too much about them. It's like, yeah. give, give someone else a chance. <laughs> Because I'm getting really fed up. I'm, um, it's oversaturation at this point with Taylor Swift. And the fact is, you see, she dragged up Lana Del Rey. And Lana was like, I didn't win the award. You did. I, I don't really want to Like, I think, and I, yeah. I agree. I think there's a Thor. I think I'm a great judge of character. And I think she is pretending to be a nice little, you know, ditzy girl. But deep down, she is Satan. <laughs> <laughs> she's a mean bitch I think really well Casey Perry said that in the past didn't she make a comment saying like she's the Regina George or something I, like oh, that, that. they had a fight I can imagine that to be honest I really really can but that whole thing with Lana Del Rey was so awkward I've seen videos of them at the Grammys and it was like t- the way Taylor was like dragging her around all night it was like she was like her accessory or like she was like an up and coming singer who yeah. Taylor was like showing what the ropes is but I'm so- sorry Lana Del Rey is probably being I'm sure she's been around longer than you love yeah I really want to do like a full topic on Taylor Swift <laughs> but I think to balance it out we need to get like people like Sarah and Sinead maybe Evie will come on for this episode like yeah. we need to balance it out for haters versus Swifty fans do you know um, it annoyed me though when Miley Cyrus so she won her first ever Grammy for the song Flyers and Mariah mm. Carey presented her the award and she was like in adoration of Mariah and she hugged Mariah she said thank you I, I just don't know why Taylor didn't do that for Selena I think that was really extremely rude um, and then the PR scramble of trying to get that photograph backstage of Taylor with her head yeah. eyes closed on Celine's shoulder I was like oh fuck off you're so fake I can see through your fake bullshit she is fake she is you're right <sighs> and I'm just going to say as well, Celine Dion looked amazing considering she has mm. got really bad health issues. She is looking fabulous at the moment and she did deserve to be even just say like, thank you. Or even just look, because yeah, I just replay in the video in my head and it makes me angry. I was it so really angry when I seen it. Like what a cunt. What a fucking cunt. But we're going to park a Taylor hit there because we will do um, an episode solely on her in a few weeks' time. I really want to do it. So, Evie, please come on. I'm going to actually, like, Evie doesn't like to hear her own voice back. But I'm going to, like, please come on. This is the episode where you can defend Taylor. <laughs> um, right. So, that's all the news that we have this week. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to bring up? No. 
perfect. Right, we're going to move on to our next topic then. <laughs> uh, every week we move on to our next topic, and our next topic is always what's wagging the ass. I don't know this week, so Ellie, take it away. Well, I've only got one thing this week, but it's really bothered me, and I'm not supposed to be speaking about it all week. Uh-huh. People in the group chat will know about it, but um, on was it Sunday? <laughs> Sunday we went shopping. <laughs> and I'm so bitter about this. So on Sunday we went shopping, and I picked up a couple of bits. One of the bits was a bag of knickknacks um, that I was planning on taking to the office on Monday. It's past my lunch, uh-huh. so we got home. I went and had like a four-hour nap by accident. Yeah, woke up and thought, oh, I don't really want to eat like tea. So I was like, oh, I'll get me a bag of knickknacks. As I went to go in the kitchen, the, someone said to me, oh, they're not there anymore. I said, what do you mean they're not there anymore? He says, well, they're gone. I said, I don't believe you, you're joking. Went in the cupboards, they were gone. They had been eaten, the packet was in the bin. And I was so fuming, I was so upset. And I've not stopped talking about it all week. Even though on Tuesday, I went and bought myself a big bag of knickknacks for, right. when I was in the office, mm-hmm. I still... It's the point. I'm absolutely yeah. raging. It's not the point. You bought yourself the knickknacks for you yourself to eat. And you yeah. woke up after a nap and like, I'm <laughs> going to eat my knickknacks. And it's yeah. the expectation that they're going to be there. It's the, you know, if you want to eat them when you want to eat them. Yeah. For the fact they weren't there is is, is a piss take, to be perfectly honest. Like, it was heartbreaking. The person could have done it at the knickknacks. <laughs> could have went to the shop. When you wanted the knickknacks. Yeah. So I then, I would hit the roof. I, I, I was. I was hitting the roof. And I said to him, I was like, he said, that because I was asleep. He said, no. I just didn't want to wake you. I said, well, because, <laughs> you know, you could come and wake me up and said, well, I feel like a bag of knickknacks. <sighs> but you didn't. You waited until I fell asleep. Probably knocked me out back. Probably I, like I, I... sleeping tablets in my food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. You didn't really. <laughs> I about like, I bought the knickknacks. They're my fucking knickknacks. Leave them the fuck alone. If you yeah. wanted knickknacks, buy your own fucking knickknacks. Exactly. And he <laughs> bought something completely different when we were in the shop. He could have bought knickknacks, but he didn't. He didn't even buy crisps. He bought something else. I can't remember what he bought, but I was yeah. like, I can't believe he's done that. Do you know what you need to do? You need to get that cupboard and put padlocks on them. <laughs> or you need to hide them behind. <laughs> I know. I said that. I said next time I get like knickknacks or something, I'm gonna put them in my work bag, and they're gonna be upstairs with me for the rest of the night. Did the person were they dead apologetic or did they kind of brush it off? They were quite. They were a bit apologetic, but they were kind of just like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." Well, Wasn't like, a, "Oh, I'm really, really sorry for doing that." It was just like, a, <laughs> "Oh well, they're gone." You're far too nice of, the, of a person because I'd be like, go to the fucking shop. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> the problem was, I woke up a bit too late from my nap. It was quite night. It was, and it was Sunday. Oh, so, um, oh yeah, that's not been close. But I, I did say, no, I know. I did text them the next day when I was at work because I went to Asda that day in work and I couldn't find a big bag of knickknacks. So I said, next time you go to the shop, you're going to buy some. So I have had a couple of bags of knickknacks since, but uh, what flavour were they? The orange ones. The is it spicy cheesy one? Yeah, they're the nicest one. They are. 
to the fact that they add the nicest flavor as well that just put me through the roof. I know. So yeah, I I feel your pain. I do. <laughs> I that, but at least you got your knickknacks this week. But not the point because you want to eat them when you want to eat them, and they were yours, and that's really very black and white for me. <laughs> I know. I know. I have said in the future, I am just going to eat this mac. Yeah. You need to get them back. Yeah, even if I don't <laughs> like them, I'm just going to eat it. <laughs> All fair and love and war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so my alliance is not that serious, kind of quirky little thing. Um, so I said last week about we were hoping to book holidays and things like that the weekend last weekend. We sat down on Friday night, and I'm not joking, we sat down for about three to four hours back and forward where to go couldn't agree on somewhere couldn't even agree on a week because we're very busy we don't want to go in the depths like the peak summer because i hate going on holiday when there's lots of kids running around i'd rather go when the kids are in school so that leaves us very limited about like june april or may or september or october really um we could suppose do june but then when northern ireland finishes in june like whatever I don't need to explain all that, but um, it was get I was getting really irritated, and so was Nick because it was just like I said, this is where I want to go. He's like, oh no, that that's a bit expensive, or it always takes convincing Nick to go somewhere and spend a wee bit of money for somewhere nice. But then yeah. I was like, Nick, have I ever chosen somewhere? that has been bad or you haven't had a good time like I have a track record of being right and he's like oh no that's fair but then he still doesn't agree with it so to this day we haven't booked anywhere and I'm annoyed at that <laughs> like I'm old a 30th birthday holiday I'm almost 31 we went to Rome yeah. three days after his 30th because I organised it all here I am two months from being 31 and I still haven't had a 30th birthday holiday the very first word probs I know but <laughs> I want what I want and I'm deserving of it because I got him one so yeah I'm an eye for an eye and if people can judge me all they want for that you shouldn't give to receive but I do so there you go <laughs> uh, my next annoyance is um, I'm fucking sick to death of people on Instagram putting up tap me out at 21 or tap me out at 18 I'm fucking sick of it shut up I don't want to see your younger pictures why would you post a picture of yourself when you look better then than you do now like just go away fuck off these trends do my head down or what countries have you visited in the world or you know, here's 10 facts about me. Nobody cares. <laughs> They're well, always well. Um, My next one is um, we updated our fire stick there during the week. Now, do you know when they're away, like on a phone, especially an iPhone, you could, your iCloud just transfers everything over to your new phone? Why the fuck? Yeah can't the amazon fire sticks do that you have to sign into every single fucking app again oh my god and if there is a way and i'm not knowing about it please tell me because i had to spend about 45 minutes the other night 
going into like every single fucking app that we have on a fire stick and signing into it again. And you know when you don't sign into something for a long time, you don't remember half your fucking passwords? It yeah. was like, forgot password, change your password. I'm not going to remember the fucking password the next time I have to use it. Like, bags, me shit. And That's there's, so, there's so many streaming apps as well. It's just like there's so many that you have to sign in for. And you even have to sign into BBC and ITV and Channel 4. And it's like, oh my God. It's ridiculous. Um, and my last annoyance for this week is I'm fucking sick to death of being served my food on a fucking roof tile or a wood <laughs> <that door. laughs> Oh, what is that trend? I am. Oh, it's so annoying. You know the noise of you cutting against that fucking slate yeah. Like I don't want to be served my food on a piece of roof that fell off during a storm. Like I don't want that. I just want a plate. I'm happy with yeah. a one pound plate. I'm happy with a fucking paper plate. I just don't want a slate. I think that's rank. And especially a wooden chopping board, they don't get cleaned properly because it gets oh, into the yeah. Especially if it's fucking sauce. No. You think you're unique, you think you're eclectic in a restaurant serving yeah. on that. No. I want to play it. <laughs> or do you ever see the people that serve the breakfast fry in a fucking frying pan? No, I've not seen that. Just get, why are we getting yeah. Give me a fucking plate. Or a bowl or a crockery. Fuck off with these weird things. So I hate when they put that paper down and by the end of the <sighs> meal, like you're cutting it and like you're cutting bits of the paper <laughs> on your food and you're eating the paper and it's disgusting. Like fish and chips and always sticks to the fish yeah. <laughs> All the nachos and the sauce like drips down oh. to it and then it just, oh. the paper becomes the food by the end of it. It's gross. It's fucking rank. Fucking rank. Um, so that's all my annoyances. Pretty petty, but they're my annoyances. And as I said last week, that's what I do. So um, I put out a question box, and people have wrote in with their annoyances. Um, so let me just get them up. Sorry, I'm unprepared this week. Uh, okay, the first one is uh, not being able to sleep and then falling asleep shortly before your alarm hits. Yeah, it's always the way. Always mm-hmm. the fucking bastard way. Uh, the next one is, I'm out of the house more than I'm in it, but how is it still getting dirty? Yeah, true. I think that's something to do with science. I, I don't know. Like, you'll be in an area, we have talked about this before, you've been in an area, you haven't been in an area in your house in a while, and it gets more dusty than an area that you haven't been in. I don't understand that. I really don't get that. Yeah. Uh, next one is getting through the door at work and people asking you questions already. Like, just let me take off my coat and log on and make a cup of tea. Oh. Well, you would know about that this week, Kelly. So. <laughs> it's so draining. It is so mentally and physically draining. <laughs> oh, I'm not looking forward to going back to that. Um, next one is Rishi Sunak. Yeah, I agree. He's wearing my shit too. We've talked about that. <laughs> um, trying to talk to someone, but they are on their phone texting someone else. Oh, I know someone who is a repeat offender of this, and it rags my dumb. Honestly, yeah. it's so rude. Like, focus on me 
and then text the person or say sorry i just need to text this person back i wouldn't have an issue if you say that just don't do it um next one is taylor swift snobbing celine how dare she (laughs) we agree we talked about that as well um and the last one is when work colleagues use phrases like an oozing productivity out of every orifice Oh, that made How me feel using the productivity, even that on its own is just oh, get a life and fuck yeah. off your job and everything. Oh, um, okay, so that brings us to the end of that section. Um, we will move on to our next section. So, this week's topic is all about the real housewives of insert study name. Um, we are going to discuss our love for it um and just in general everything that we can about it um hopefully in a timely manner (laughs) (laughs) um so i recorded this kind of topic two or three weeks ago um in in person with shauna and kira and we got very drunk and it it really was mostly an unusual unusable episode so i think once the Beverly Hills kind of series has ended and the reunion has concluded. I will revisit it with Kira and Shauna because they're more Beverly Hills centric. Whereas I know yourself, Ellie, you have watched a few other cities and yeah. kind of discussed more about those other than just Beverly Hills. Um, so my first question to you, Ellie, is um, what seasons of Housewives have you watched? Um, well, all the way through, I've watched New York, both old and the reboots. Um, Beverly Hills, that was the first one I watched, uh-huh. and that was one you got me into originally. I think it was so, on Beverly Hills, yeah. So I started with Beverly Hills, uh, watched New York, uh, Salt Lake City, yeah. I've watched all the way through, watched Dubai, it's only one season, I've finished that, and I'm currently watching Je- New Year's New York New Jersey oh my god can't speak New <laughs> Jersey is the one I'm currently watching I'm three seasons in uh, where are you up to season three so I've only just watched the first episodes of season three and that was the christening and mm. that was a wild episode I couldn't believe it was all kicking off from the first episode so I just finished that just before I started recording Jersey is a very wild franchise it's it's really different to the others because the husbands are so involved in Jersey yeah. which annoys me at the same time it's like come on your wives are the stars of the show can you just fuck off please and find some other career to do um, I know but Jersey is it's a good it's a good show it's interesting yeah, it is very interesting. Are there any others that you've kind of dipped into and watched bits and pieces of, or? Uh, yeah. So I was two seasons into Miami, and because they're the old seasons before it got cancelled, I'm struggling with it. But I will push through. And I think I've watched a few episodes of Potomac, but again, mm. I couldn't get into it. But I do want to watch it, so I will watch it in the future. Yeah, it, it's just I wanted to find the time to get through them all. Two, yes. the older seasons are more difficult to watch because of how old they are. Yeah. Um, because I said to Shania, it's like she's on season four of Beverly Hills. Um, so she's watching the older seasons and she's like, she needs to take a little break from it. And I was like, because they are the older seasons, they're more hard to watch because if you watch the current seasons of the show, it's more glamorous, it's more yeah. kind of, it's more produced. So you're comparing it. 
Whereas in the earlier seasons, they didn't go on cast trips. They didn't really do all that stuff. So it's just like they're at their house most of the time and they're going to yeah. in their city. So it's kind of a bit more boring and kind of long, drawn out kind of vibe. Yeah. Um. So the seasons that I've watched... Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to say I was going to say, I will say though, I know on Summer Shanae it's coming from, but the early seasons of Beverly Hills are the best ones. Yeah, that is true. Beverly Hills, is, Beverly Hills is probably still to me the best franchise out of them all. Currently, uh, you know, it's dipping a little bit, but I would say overall, if you compare all the seasons of Beverly Hills to the other cities, I think Beverly Hills is probably still my favorite. New York would be second. I love New York. Yeah. Um, and then probably New Jersey for me would be number three. Yeah, probably the same for me. Um, but I am getting more disappointed with Beverly Hills. I think Beverly Hills is now starting to like veer off a bit. Like I do miss the old cast and the old series. Yeah. But um, yeah, probably say the same. Well, seasons seven to eleven of New York are top tier. Oh, they're iconic. That to me, they're the, best, they're the best series. If, if you even want to just see, um, some people only watch like. I, I couldn't personally do this because I need the backstory, I need the history, I need the, the relationships and stuff, yeah. I need to understand how it all works. I couldn't just start, like say for example, I'm currently on the reunion of season two of Atlanta. I couldn't just skip to season 15 and watch that. No. Knowing the history, like, and some people do that, and I'm just like, I know I need to know the history, so I need to watch every single season, every single episode in chronological order in order to understand the dynamics of the relationships, the history, what's happened in the housewives. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened. Um, but the, the franchises that, that I've watched, the very first one I watched, it was the second lockdown. It was like October 2020. It was when I first started getting into housewives. Um, and it was Beverly Hills for me. It was the first one I watched because the first two seasons came onto Netflix. It's before oh, yeah. I even had you. And I was like, ooh, you know, I'll give this a go. Loads of fucking free time in the evening after you were working from home. Because you logged off at five o'clock because I did my exercise during my lunch break at home. It's fabulous <laughs> time. After you only think about it time-wise, except for fucking being stuck at home. Yeah. So when you logged off at 5 p.m., you're like, I've got so much extra time now. Fucking do a season of Beverly Hills in one night. <laughs> um, fabulous. And then I watched, which is kind of random, The Real Housewives of Melbourne. Oh yeah, I remember you saying this. So, I did watch some of this actually, but I yeah. Can't finish so season one of Melbourne was a wee bit of a hard watch. It was good, but it was still a little bit of a hard watch. And then season two, three, and four of Melbourne were just iconic TV. <laughs> like they brought in two new housewives with the Australian one. Like their reality TV is so so wild. It's like they're allowed to curse. They're allowed to say. Constantly, they are like to say every single word. It's not filtered. It's not censored. It's just amazing TV. So, like, go back and watch it whenever you finish New Jersey, or if anyone wants like a really yeah. good show to watch, watch Melbourne. They're not as long seasons as well, which is good. They're like ten to twelve episodes a season, and there's only five seasons of it because I got cancelled because season five was a bit shit because a lot of the OG cast left. Um, but yeah, it's really really good. Um, then I watched Potomac. Potomac is good. Um, 
However, the current season that's airing right now, I'm, I'm bored by it. Like, there's eight house size, which I think is too many. There are... Mm, yeah. Half of the cast won't film with each other. So it's like, how how do you have a, a good show where they're not filming with each other? They're, they're holding on to stuff. There's, there's on, like, stupid feuds and fights. Um, so I am struggling with that, so I can't wait for this season to be over, kind of. Uh, then I watched Salt Lake City. Love yeah. Salt Lake City. It's, it's kind of different to the other franchises, isn't it? Because it's more based on the Mormon religion. Yeah. Um... And it, it's just, it's a really, really, and the currency or the season that just aired, season four, where it was just, oof. Amazing. Amazing TV. That fin- Amazing. finale was top tier. Top tier. And even the reunion, reunion was good. Yes. Um, so Salt Lake City is a good one. And they've only had four seasons, so that's quite a quick little watch. Because it puts them yeah. off. Like, I've left the longer seasons kind of to the end because it's like, there's so much of it. It kind of puts you off watching and it's a big commitment um the next one that i watched was ultimate girls trip so i watched season one of ultimate girls trip before watching like new york or jersey so i watched the first ultimate girls trip the only housewife i knew at the time was kyle oh my god i've not watched that one to be fair and the other six i didn't know because i hadn't watched um the show at the time uh dubai i watched now dubai to me was a wee bit boring yeah it was shit and like they fill it, they finished they finished filming season two apparently in December of twenty twenty two. And what? it hasn't come out yet. And I'm just like, when is it coming? It's not looking good. No, so it might not even come at all. Um and then I watched New York. New York. Oh, amazing. Amazing, 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 amazing. It's so good. The reboot is shit. I don't yes. like the reboot. There are kind of talks about the season 15 Dorinda Lu- Luan and Sonia coming back and mixing with some of the new parts which I think would work really really well this needs to happen I'm manifesting it because that would be amazing Gallant to Emily her manifestation works yeah. for her I, I really wish Ramona would come back yeah I don't think they're, they're trying to distance themselves now, and we'll get on to the brandy thing in a bit, but they're trying to distance themselves from any scandal, but I'm not being funny. Bethany is right when she says this. Bravo, the housewife show in general, the purpose is for scandal. It is for all this. It's for the drunkenness. It's for the fights. It's, you know, it's what the show is built on. So yeah. I think not to better back's a bit stupid. Um, and then the last one I watched and up to date with for fully is New Jersey really good it's 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 more about families and the kind of like the italian kind of mafia and mob and um it's actually it's really really good and they just go crazy teresa is iconic um and she's i think the longest serving housewife i think um and they even yeah. stopped production for her because she went to prison for like 11 months and they stopped the season and like that's just her impact on that actual show like it's crazy um and I'm currently watching Atlanta. So I'm on season two of Atlanta. I'm at the reunion and I am struggling with Atlanta. Like, it has its moments. I can see, like, Nini's in it and, like, that Kim Zosie act in it. I can, Candy comes into season two. I can see why people would have watched it 
in 2009 because when that season aired I needed to yeah. kind of I need I need more pettiness I need no I need more arguments I need to be excited more or else I'm just gonna really really struggle with that season but I do want to continue because I know it does get better but I am struggling with it and with Atlanta I'm not I'm not watching it as often as I watch the others yeah so it just shows you that it's maybe not as good at the moment but I power through and then once I watch Atlanta I do plan to watch Orange County um, but they are on their film in season 18 that is like a really big commitment and I'm just like 2027 I'll be done with Housewives <laughs> <Let me know. laughs> that is a very big commitment I don't I even know if I, if I get around to watching that I don't know and then I do want to watch The Real Housewives of Dallas because well, that's cancelled but they have they had five seasons and there's always whispers about that being rebooted like Miami so I'd like to watch that if I ever did get rebooted. And then there's the only other one is The Real Housewives of DC, which has only got one season, and that got cancelled after one season because someone broke into the White House. And it keeps getting referenced, and I'm like, I need to watch this. Because they, they break in with the cameras to oh. a dinner party, and I really want to watch it just for that, but that will be the collapse I'll ever watch. Um... So yeah, there are all the franchises that we've named. Have you ever watched any like of the UK ones? No, yeah. I've not. But I've heard the Cheshire one because that's got a lot of seasons. Yeah. Um, that actually gets better. But no, I've not watched uh, any of the UK I ones. Think the American ones. And uh, I watched Melbourne. I think I'm done. Are you gonna watch Sydney? I don't know. I might do. But I've seen that's come back, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's great, like, it's a, a TV program you don't have to concentrate really on, it's just, it's another life, it's glamour, it's petty fights, it's dinner parties, it's social lights, it's, it's a really good, it's really good viewing for an evening if you don't want to watch a deep, deep yeah storyline show, and it's just, it's, a, and like Nick, when I first started watching it, I'm sure Aaron's the same, and I'm sure any fella out there who hates reality TV, you put it on in the living room, and then he sits down and gets involved then, and they'll get the shit off, and then a season, and he's like, oh god, what's she doing now? Why are they fighting? And then they get involved. Yeah. So, it's it's viewing for all. It really, really is. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Who is the most iconic housewife in your opinion? So I'm going to break this into two questions. So who's your most iconic housewife and who's your favourite? Because iconic doesn't necessarily mean you like them. But they've just done wonders for the franchise and the show. Yeah. Well, I've got a few. I wrote a couple of names down because I can't actually think of like one in particular. I think most recent, one of the most iconic housewives has been Meredith Marks from Salt Lake City. Because oh in this God. new season, like granted, I don't really like her, and I haven't liked her in the previous seasons, but this season, something has gone on with her. She is like amazing TV. You do the voice. No, the room. <laughs> <laughs> the ruler is the Tell her See that episode with that male, like you can't leave. Oh, it's so amazing. So quotable. If you're a quotable horror you're instantly iconic. Yeah. Yes. And that's kind of people that are on this list are the Quasable Housewives. Yeah. So there was Meredith um, Sutton from Beverly Hills. 
نيمن 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 ام افري ديفن اف شي از Brandy as well. Oh god, yes, I love Brandy. So as controversial as she is, she absolutely read the room every single time. I love Brandy to bits. Uh, the way she read Lisa Runner for that wig. Yeah. Like iconic. But the way she read him about the crystal meth in the bathroom all night long, bitch. Yeah. Iconic TV. Um I was going to say something about Brandy and I can't remember. Oh, yeah. So there's this, a story now, Ultimate Girls Trip. It's like kind of like an all-stars kind of version um, yeah. of Housewives. Where Housewives from different cities, they might have left the show or they might still be in the current franchise. They all go away on like a week's holiday and it's filmed. Um, and there was a Morocco one filmed last year or maybe a year and a half ago. And there was Brandy from Beverly Hills and Caroline from New Jersey. Um, where Caroline has is suing Bravo, which is the channel Housewives is on, um, because apparently Brandy sexually assaulted Caroline. Now, you're watching Jersey, so you kind of have a vibe of Caroline's character. I yeah. have watched Jersey. I know kind of from the TV show what Caroline's like. You know what Brandy's like. So I have a theory. Now, it's very telling how all the other housewives that were on that trip are still speaking to Brandy because if this was a true thing, they would distance yeah. themselves from Brandy. And so, they were all there in the room that night. Exactly. So I do think that Caroline did something on that trip that she's not happy with because there's always been rumours that she's a lesbian. There's rumours that they were smoking weed in Morocco and that's illegal and she didn't want her family to be, know all this stuff. Um... Because you'll know the history about Dana and Caroline and their tumultuous relationship. And Caroline <laughs> stuck up for her brother-in-law, who was married to Dana over her own sister. So Caroline just screams, mob wife. Um, yeah. She looks like a lesbian. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a lesbian because, you know, we're all pro-LGBT in this podcast. But, like, I think she done something on that trip that she didn't want the public or her family or somebody to see so now she's making up these claims because the other women have said they were having a good time together they were laughing they were joking i think she doesn't want the series to air yeah and she's making all this shit up and i'm very salty about the fact that they will never get to see this series like i I think as well, Caroline's very, she was very smart on the show, especially the whole Danielle situation. Yeah. She was extremely smart on the show that she was on. I think she is character assassinating Brandy because she knows what Brandy is like. And she's using Brandy's character against her to say, you've done this to me. It's proven on TV that you get out of hand, you fucking speak your mind, you get drunk. I think Caroline's using that to her advantage and I don't understand if it did happen or it didn't happen release the tapes release the footage because either way it would prove that Brandy did it 
or it would prove that Brandy was innocent. Yeah. To release the tapes, release the series. Enough of the bullshit. And I just think the reason for that, the other six housewives are sticking by Brandy. They won't release the footage. I think it screams like it's made up and. You know, and it, every not... one of them, every single one of the other cast has come out and said, I was in the room with them. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Yeah. Like, and even the one, even the castmates who haven't, well, none of them have any connections to Caroline whatsoever. No. So they wouldn't have any allegiance to her or anything right. like that. And they've all said, We were there. We yeah. don't know what she's done about. I think they should just, I don't know, AI her out of it. Like, mm-hmm photoshop it out of the series and then just release the series so we all get to see it exactly. i don't i don't care about Callan and manzo i just want to see the series i want to see camille i want to see alex mccord yeah i want to see them all i want to see brandy and vicky and and oh vicky as well Eva and theodra yeah. i love theodra like i, I want to see all them back again so and gretchen from oc she gets a chance to come back like so it's unfair to the other housewives and stuff and yeah, hopefully yeah. it will get released at some point, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, so sorry, was that your list of iconic housewives done? We just went on a tangent there. Yeah. Of um, so my most iconic housewives are Ramona. Well, yes. I Ramona is to me. She is New York. She is that franchise. She is crazy eyes. She's seen. Yeah. She says what she says. Like I love Ramona. Like, I, I just think she's a comic. Bethany is on my list as well. Luanne is on my list because... Oh, yeah. Luanne has given so much to that franchise, to the show. Her whole life came undone. Um, I love Marisol from Miami. Like, she is just a comic. Mm. We'll have a drink. She doesn't give a fuck in her confessionals. Um, I think Lisa Barlow is iconic. Yeah, well, Lisa was on my list. I didn't say her, but yeah, she is iconic. Iconic, like beauty, gorgeous. She, she's just iconic. Her Sundance Festival, all have there. <laughs> um, I don't like this this high five, but I do think she's iconic. Kyle, yeah, I do think she's iconic because she's an OG from season one. She's still there. She, she's iconic in the fact that she has manipulated so many storylines over the years yeah and i think that's why she's iconic i think lisa rinna is iconic i hate the cunt but <laughs> i think she is iconic in the fact that she was able to stir up so much shit yeah she did bring i hate to say it because she's not in the new series but that's yeah. why i think the new series is a bit crap because she's not in it yeah you mentioned sutton you've mentioned brandy um I think Nene Leakes is iconic. Like I've, I'm only on season two of Atlanta, but I have seen clips of her, and I think she is iconic TV. Um, from Melbourne, Gina, um, <laughs> she's iconic. Um, Janet's iconic. Um, Gamble is iconic. Um, Camille, um, Teresa from New Jersey. Um, Dorinda yeah. from New York. Dorinda, <gasps> yes. Um, Sonia as well from New York. New York. I'm naming yeah. a lot of New York. Housewives here, they're all really, really iconic. Um, and then from Potomac, I've got Karen Hager and Giselle. I think they are iconic housewives. And not to forget Lisa Vanderpump. Yes, she's on one of my faves, Lisa uh, Vanderpump. So, OG. Um, they're iconic. They've all done stuff for the show. Um, 
And I would put Erica Jane in there because of her whole scandal and the things that she did as well. I haven't put any OC housewives in there because I haven't watched that season. I would yeah. put Vicky in because she was like the, one of the OG housewives. Um, but I haven't really seen, apart from when I used to be on ITV2 back in the day, if you're flicking through the channels, <laughs> I haven't really seen much about OC, to be honest. Um, so, so they're kind of my iconic house or uh, yeah, iconic housewives. Who would like be your favorite ones? Just you like them as people, you'd want to be friends with them. Um, obviously Lisa Vanderpump. Uh-huh. She's one of my faves, always has been. And yeah, I'll speak about that in a bit about Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump. But uh, yeah, Lisa Vanderpump. Um, Dorinda. Yes. Even though in the last couple of seasons she is a mess and she is nasty, but I uh-huh. think she just has a lot going on. She so has. I, I don't think that's her as a person because I do think she's a genuinely nice person. Yeah. Same as Sonia. Sonia uh-huh. as well from New York. Um, Luan. Yes. I do actually love her. I, I love think she's her. iconic. Um, and Brandy. Yes, I like Brandy. I would be friends with Brandy. I love Brandy. Yeah. She is. She's a good shit star. She's she is a good good TV. Um, some of my favorites. Um, my favorite housewife in Beverly Hills is Sutton. Yes, I love Sutton. Like she's iconic, but she's also my favorite. Like I, I, I just I I watch Beverly Hills for her now at this point. Like yeah. I, I think especially season this season is hers. Um. In Potomac, I don't really have like a favorite favorite. Like I think Giselle and Karen are iconic, but I wouldn't say they're like my favorite kind of housewife. Karen, I will say Karen's one of my favorites because she's she is very iconic with her rings and everything. Um, in Miami, I love Marisol and Alexia. Like their little duo, it cracks me up. Like they defend each other blindly at times, which is funny <laughs> to watch. Um. I, I don't really have an opinion on Atlanta because I haven't really watched most, most of it. Um, in Salt Lake City, I love Lisa Bardo. She's one of my faves as well as Iconic. And Angie Kay. I, I really like Angie Kay. Yeah, see, I do like the Housewives on Salt Lake City, but they're not my faves. No. But I, Angie Kay, by the yeah. end of the season, she was up there. Yeah, she's one of my faves. And then New Jersey, Teresa... Oh, I love that woman. Um, and Danielle Stubb, she's one of my favourite because she <laughs> brought the drama. She comes back in season eight, nine, and ten as a friend, and she just brings it like she is. Really, she's such a good housewife. I think Anna needs to bring her back. She's psycho, but she's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then in New York, we've mentioned them: Ramona, Luanne, Dorinda, Sonia. I I do like Bethany. I really do like Bertha. I know she's a bit cuckoo, she's a bit crazy at the minute, but I really, really do like her. Um, and then I'll finish with Beverly Hills, Camille, Lisa Vanderpump, yeah. Brandy. Um, and I've said something on there, there. That's kind of my fears. Um, so who would be your least be of housewives of all time? Um, well. One of the ones I hate the most is Lisa Vina. As much as she brought the drama, uh-huh. she just could not, I did not like it at all. Couldn't bear her. Um, Caroline Manzo, even though uh-huh. I'm on, only on season three, I've not She's liked her from 
Season one. Oh. is at the end of season five, so you're you're nearly there. <laughs> Thank God. She makes me actually cringe the way she talks and that. It's a haircut, isn't it? I want it. Watch that. Fucking potable and Eve. Oh, I know, I know. She just acts like she's the godfather and it's like, she's so cringy. I know you ha- your family is probably the full mob family, but stop acting like the bloody godfather. Her Al Pacino. Do my head in. Oh, I know. Same. Oh, my God. <laughs> Same. Um, and then Jen Shaw, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. just crazy and she's in prison now. Uh, in prison. What? Did you see the picture of her in prison yesterday? She's some she's with some American yeah. celebrity who was a fraud, Elizabeth Holmes. I don't really know what she did. She stole money too and defrauded people. But Jen Shaw and her is walking around in like the little outside area of the prison. And I'm not yeah. being funny. Jen Shaw looks like she's filming for Housewives. Really? Is that her like her beige jumpsuit thing? Not even orange, it's a beige jumpsuit. But she's got her hair up in a bun. It looks done and dyed. She's got makeup on. I'm like, where the fuck are you in prison? That's hilarious. That's so funny. But she looks like she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll be she'll be back on it as soon as she gets out because she's under house arrest for a few years, so they'll just film her in the house. Oh, I love that. I would love her to come back, you know, though, just to like yeah. film that scene, like that season. That's funny. Um, and then I can't remember the um. I have Ruth on here on my list. Davina, who the hell's Davina? Davina? She's from Selling Sunset. I know. I can't Davina. remember who she is. I was Davina. Who she is? So New York, New Beverly Hills, New Salt Lake City, New Jersey, Dubai. Why have I written names Davina? Anyway, Sai is another one from New House, New oh, New York. There's talk she was I fucking hope she's been fired. I can't stand her. I hope to God. Jesus, she she was the reason that put me off that reboot. I was she annoyed the fucking living shit out of me. Yeah, There's not many people like can't stand watching, but she was one of them. So yeah. I agree with you on most of what you've said. Yeah, I'm not for me. Oh my god, no. And when I work uh, out who this Davina is, I'll let you know because I don't know. You're not just thinking of the doll from Selling Sunset because we can't bear her. I don't like her, but no, she was definitely from mm. one of them. I can't even think of the little house, folks. You're in Salt Lake City. Into... Oh, I don't know. I don't know, I don't I don't know who know the hell that is. Yeah, I've definitely wrote to Vina. Do I, don't know who who she... I don't know who she is. Um, do you know who one of my thieves actually is? No. Carlton. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would love to see her on Ultimate Girls Trip, or I'd love to see her back. She was cuckoo crazy but she went after kyle which is i what was yeah. what i loved because someone needs to go after her and you know something's kind of doing it now as well as garthel and crystal but i just need i just need somebody like that to come back and go after after kyle i just need it and she was absolutely amazing. and when kyle was like um she's put a curse on me she's put a curse <laughs> on me because she was getting messages on her phone all sort of do you know what that means now? It's like any scandal that happens, it just cuts that video of Carlton going, and there it fucking is. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, surprised this person wasn't on your list, but this is my most hated housewife, Teddy Mellencamp. 
Yeah, I forgot about her. See, she, that's how irrelevant she is. I forgot. To fuck off. She's yes. not on the Housewives anymore. She's kind of on to Tamra for dear fucking life because they have a podcast together. Did you see their two husbands now have podcasts together? Are you joking me? Oh, they need to fuck away off now. Teddy has now a second podcast with another housewife from the OC called Gina. <sighs> I can't be digging with this Teddy. I have a thought going across my head, and I'm not going to say it, but you know I've said this before to you about her sister. Oh. I um, I just need her to disappear. Like, I need her to fuck off. She's not a housewife. Why was she a BravoCon? But it's yeah. funny, she was a BravoCon pretending she was there for... She had a fucking wristband. She paid to fucking be there. She was plus one. Fuck off, Terry. Born ass bitch. I can't believe she was ever a housewife in the first place. She was always just... She should have just been a friend of... Scraping the barrel with her. Like, I don't yeah. know. Who did they get rid of in season eight to bring her in? Who was in Wasn't season it Carlton? Eileen left in season seven. So oh, Eileen, yeah. Oh, my God. I'd rather have Eileen. This current season of Beverly Hills, Anne-Marie, or Anna-Marie. She spells her name Anne-Marie. She pronounces that Anna-Marie... She needs to get fucked. I remember who that Davina was. The girl from the previous season. The one who was like, you want a villain? Here I am. That's Diana. She... Diana. <laughs> 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 and then you begin with a day. That's how memorable she was. <laughs> she was oh, she was so bad. Oh, she was fucking licking, 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 licking her lips over fucking five minutes. Oh, um, shit. But she was bad. Anna-Marie, Anna-Marie, whatever the fuck her name is, she's pretending to be an anesthesiologist doctor, but she's not pretending nurse. Don't know. She's, the, the actual board of anesthesia, that, oh, I can't say that word, the board of anesthesiologists in America actually came out and said, you're not a fucking real doctor. You're a nurse. You fucking shut up. And she's like, they hate me because I'm in there. Oh, it's like, oh, you're so irritating. Fuck off. I don't um, get her obsession with um, Sutton's throat. Like, it's literally a real diagnosis. Why would you say it's fake when Google is free? But you know what that, that, why that is? Kyle brought her in. Kyle's doing her dirty work. Kyle does this all the time. She brings yeah. people in or she fucking throws the room right there, stirs the pot and then walks away. And I, yeah. I hope. Andy comes after her at the reunion because Kyle every single season talks about fucking I need why why aren't they being honest like the whole brand Denise situation like yes. why aren't why isn't she being honest well, why aren't you fucking being honest you don't want to talk about your marriage but you're expecting everyone else to bring up their shit bitch yep I oh, literally said wow. those words Erin uh, earlier on I said I'm sick of Kyle trying to have in the previous seasons making saying the um housewives need to be held accountable and responsible for what's going on they need to be open you're not true friends because you're not being open uh-huh. which won't say anything about uh, a parent's yeah. best friends and her husband's it's so hypocritical because i bet you people come after her at the reunion and it's in the current season something's coming after her garcelle has said stuff she's broke down and cried and this the victim mentality i can't stand do not say that you expect everyone to be open and honest and when you people are expected if you break down and cry and be the victim i hate that yeah i said kyle was an iconic housewife but i fucking can't stand her she's on my head list <laughs> i'm there i'm fucking bear and i i hope she leaves that show soon that it needs to yeah be new people um 
Next one, Potomac. You won't know these people. Um, you might have seen things of them. Wendy. Oh my god. Well, she needs to fuck off now. She came in, she came in in season five or things in the air. She's still there every season. She's got a fake business. She's got a fake storyline. Her and her husband. Her husband is meant to be a fucking lawyer. He's never had a fucking legal case in the four seasons that she's been on the show. Um, Fuck off. My praise. She, the last episode, he's starting... So one of the friends of season seven called him Happy Eddie. He's now clung to this name and is now making a weed business called Happy Eddie. But he was so no. offended last season that he was called Happy. Now he's making it into yeah. a fucking business. And they had a roll-in session for this week. Um, but they didn't roll weed. They rolled... Oh, let me get this right. We call it oregano. They call it oregano. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. What is that? Is that coriander? Is that coriander? I don't even know what the herb is. Yeah, it's like a herb that you put in food. So they were wrapping that instead of wheat. Who oh, wants what? to a fucking party where you're wrapping herbs up in a spliff? Not me. She needs to fuck up. I hope tired after the season. She's born as fucking wallpaper. Um, Candice in Potomac. So she came in season three. She's still there. She irritates the living fuck out of me. She can be quite funny sometimes, but she does generally irritate me. Again, she's one of these people that cry every five minutes. She's the victim. She can say whatever she wants to people, but they can't say it to her. Rags my shit. Um, Heather from Salt Lake City. Oh, uh, yeah. And there, her. She kind of redeemed herself for this season after season three. She was a fucking mess. Still can't bear her, though. She really, really irritates me. No. Um, we've talked about Caroline. Um, can't bear her. Yeah. Um, and my last housewife that I can't stand is actually Andy Cole. <laughs> he might as well be a housewife. Um, he really irritates me when it comes to reunions because he has yeah. his words. He is totally one-sided when it comes to questions and digging for information. Really pisses me off. He needs to, if he's going to continue to do that show, you'll see it in Jersey. Very much so during the reunions of Jersey. He needs to be impartial, but he's very one-sided when it comes to certain housewives. Yeah, and he's getting worse Mm -hmm. now in the newer seasons. It's getting more and more obvious. That's why I'm kind of worried about the Beverly Hills reunion because... He obviously Kyle is a favourite of his and yeah. he really needs to hold her accountable. And even Erica said that on Watch What Happens Live. She said, Are you gonna give Kyle the same treatment that you gave me? Because he oh. really like interrogated Erica, rightly mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. on her season when all the stuff with Tom came out. So he just I hope he doesn't pussyfoot around. Yeah. I, I, I mean people will come for him if he doesn't fucking go in hard on Kyle like goes hard at everyone else and he needs to do the same for her yeah. um, I've actually just thought of another favourite of mine before we move on Um, Yolanda oh really is she a favourite of that's so funny she was just so weird with like yeah. Gigi and Bella on the show and the iconic scenes where it's your birthday party, but you can only have this much cake and the really Oh my god, that cake scene. Whenever she told all the girls to shut up because David was singing. 
the piano. Do you remember all that stuff? So yeah. I, I like you landed for her, her quirkiness. And do you remember her glass see-through fridge that was so organized? Oh yeah. No shit, and it, uh, you know, it, and then she took the girls to Amsterdam. So I'm very thankful for Yolanda for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was yes. So that leads on to our next uh, bit of the topic, and it's what are your favorite scenes and your favorite storylines from any of the franchise? Oh, I've got so many. I've got so many. One of my favorite favorite scenes of all times is Aviva throwing a leg. Yes, I have that on my list. That's iconic. That and I literally had tears of laughter when she did that because <laughs> it's it's so good. And it's Luan as well, like absolutely crying laughing and everyone's so serious about it. It's so funny. Swatch of a thingy. Um so speaking of New York, Scary <laughs> Island as well. Yeah. Love that, that was good. Uh, Luan getting arrested. That yes. the clips of her getting arrested. And she gets away. She escapes. <laughs> she gets out of the handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> and a mugshot just makes me laugh as well. Um, what was the one? Mention it all. Remind me that Bethany yeah. when they're having their fight in uh, Berkshire. the Berkshire. Yeah. Literally every Berkshire trip. Every Berkshire trip, iconic. The fish room, everything iconic. Yeah, um, the fight with Dorinda and Sonia in the uh, pizza place, and she's like, clip, clip, clip. clip. <laughs> um, and then what else from New York? I think that's it from New York. And then I've got Teresa pushing Andy at the first reunion. He did oh, the second it. reunion. The second reunion. Yeah, that was funny. Um. <laughs> The last episode of the current series of Salt Lake City. Yes. Yes, that was very, very good. It was... Absolutely. I can't believe my sides are still nicking Finsta accounts. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, And then, goodbye, Kyle. The argument with Lisa and Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) When Ken shouts at Kyle. Um, Kim and Lisa Rinna with the bunny when Kim gives Lisa Rinna the bunny back at the reunion. That's amazing. She cries. You don't have to cry about it. Yeah. Um, these are all Beverly Hills, by the way. Um, oh. And then Bravo, Bravo, Bravo. That was Denise Richards trying to not get the argument recorded. You love but it. still showed it anyway. That season yeah. was quite good. Very yeah, good was. season. Uh, the Amsterdam fight. Uh, Thank you, Julia Yolanda, for taking them on that trip. That I fight is amazing. Stating the ASMR version of that fight. Yeah. Why don't you have a piece of bread? You don't want what everyone knows to get out. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last Beverly Hills one will be the number one of all time of Beverly Hills is the dinner party from hell. Oh, he yeah. will never emotionally fulfill you. <laughs> and it's come on, she's right. He will never emotionally fulfill that. You know what I love about that scene? It's the giant cocktail glasses <laughs> with oak fucking cigarette. Yeah, oh, the e-cig. So funny. Or I have a favourite line from that scene. It's not even to do with the snake. It's when Kim and Taylor are fighting. And then, oh, yeah. like, why don't you go blow up your lip some more? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so funny! That <laughs> Kim 
Right. Was she ever actually a housemate for a housewife? Yeah, for the first five seasons, she was. Yeah, so uh, she's one of the most iconic housewives as well because the way she gagged everyone, like Taylor, <laughs> just, she didn't know what to say. She was like... <laughs> <laughs> you slut pig. <laughs> she really got everyone wild. <laughs> the way she got everyone riled up. I mean, she had Lisa Renner throwing a glass, smashing the glass on the oh, table. No. And <laughs> you beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you got any more favourite storylines or things? They're the only ones I can think of. There's probably hundreds more. Pretty much have the majority of what you have. I completely agree with everything you said. Um, I want to put in the Jane Shaw scandal from season two. Oh, the, yeah. That, what do you call that one of them vans? What do you call them vans? Sprinter vans. Sprinter vans, yeah. Uh, the FBI calling up, the police, everything, amazing. Um, the whole Erica scandal for season 11 and 12. Did she know? Didn't she know? Like, we were at a wedding and everyone was talking about it. Like, it was, <laughs> you know, it was crazy. Um, when Brandy said to Kim and Kai, at least I wasn't doing crystal meth in the bathroom all night long, bitch. Yes. Really good. That the game, game's like, night. Really, really funny. Um, I love when Dorinda said to Candace, the author of Sex and the City, How you doing, Dorinda? I'm not well, bitch. Yes, I, I forgot about that. How are you doing, so Dorinda? Long. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. <laughs> um, I love the scene. Oh my God, I love, I love. I think this is season eight when they're in Miami in New York and it's like, Luan and Bethany. I'm like, please tell me it's not that tall. It's about tall. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. I feel like that whole, whole storyline with Tom and Luan. Oh. Luan goes into the Bethany's bathroom and goes, How could you do this to me? The question. <laughs> <laughs> like, said the little Rosary or text the fucking message. Mm-hmm. Um, you said oh, when, that. Um, sorry, oh. or when Luan um, texts Car- um, Carol. Apologising if I call her in a paedophile and she spells it wrong. <laughs> she goes, how do you spell paedophile? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or in America, they go pedophile. Pedophile, yeah. Um, you've said Amsterdam Dinner Party from Hell, Bermuda from Salt Lake City. Um, I love in Jersey, the prostitution horses. I was... And the, the dinner party in Daniel's book comes out. Oh, yeah. You were engaged 18 times. Prostitution whores. And then just people the fucking whole table. Really, really fucking iconic. Yeah. Um, I have the leg through. I have goodbye, Kyle. You just are the same person as me. We just find the same stuff very iconic. Um, the only other one I can think of at the minute, they're probably fucking shit loads. But in Beverly Hills, the whole Munchausen thing. Oh my god! I literally uh, forgot uh, that was a thing. Oh, that was that was horrible for Yolanda to go through, but it was a very good story. Now, yeah. Very, very... Do you know what though? That's where my hatred of Lisa Renner is because she uh-huh. was the one who was planting them, but then sitting back. Yeah. But yeah, those series are crazy like she got did dirty lisa vanderpump got did dirty all because of it like Kyle. Mm. um so there are some of the things that that we have thought of there probably loads more but those are just the ones we can remember um you'll go through jersey and there will be loads more wine throwing glass throwing there's something about sprinkle cookies i think it's season three or four 
Like, oh yeah, you will go through the motions with Jersey because it's a very physical, violent franchise. Oh, it a is. Oh my god, a lot of well, that's actually really good TV. And um, she's like, oh, I'll do that. Um, and the last kind of section that we'll talk about housewives is told you this would be a long section. <laughs> um, what would your tagline be if you were a housewife? See, I can't actually think of one myself. You know, like um, <laughs> I was even thinking about it all day, and I just can't. There was like a, I looked online, and there was like a generator, right? And it asked me some <laughs> questions, and it came out with one saying, "You don't need beauty sleep when you have a great makeup team." And that's good. That was one. But my favourite, one of my favourite taglines of all time is from Ramona in New York. And it was when she says, I'm an acquired taste. If you don't like me, acquire some taste. I love that one. I know you want to say that. Oh, she's oh, so such a good one. My, one of my favourites, I think, from the housewives is from Alexia from Miami. And it's like, um, Miami brings the sun. Oh, I bring the heat. Or no, it's like Miami's sun brings the heat, but I bring the fire. I'm not saying it the right way, on. right? But I, I like the way it goes. Kyle's taglines fucking annoy me. Oh, I was born yeah. in this town. In Beverly Hills, in this town. It's like, yeah, yeah. Writer. Um, so I have a few that if I was a housewife, these would be mine. Um, I don't know if maybe one or two of these are actually a housewife line, and I think I've come up with them, but it actually happened. <laughs> but never be mine. So if you can't handle being called a bitch, maybe you shouldn't act like one. That's a good one. I don't know if that's a housewife one, but I think that is. I don't know. Um, I think this is a housewife one. If you can't handle the truth, you can't handle me. I feel like I have heard that one before. I think I've heard that one as well, but, but I, that I, is a good one. Um, next one I'm too glam to give a damn and too lit to give a shit that is it that's my favourite also all um, that's my favourite <laughs> one and this one because it's podcast based would be honey pour me a gin and I'll bear it all well that's a good one as well that's, that's a good one for like that's a tagline for the podcast <laughs> um, there are loads of taglines as we all know if we watch the show crazy 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 um, so I put out a question box about the housewives and people wrote in and I just put out like what city do you watch well, who's your favourite housewife iconic moment things like that um let me just because it's expired so let me just get up the archive apologies for the delay um so the first person says I absolutely loved Cell from Potomac she is a chaotic queen I would agree uh, next one is love, love, love the housewives. Watched every city and can't get enough. My favorite city is Beverly Hills, and my favorite housewife is Kyle. Ugh. <laughs> no, I can't agree. I agree with your city. I don't agree with your housewife, but you're entitled to your opinion, I suppose. Yeah. Next <laughs> um, one is Jersey is iconic with all the family feuds, and Teresa is absolutely crazy, but I love her. Agree. And next one is New York is amazing. Those women will always be iconic and I can't not stand the reboot. Um, the only one I can bear is Bryn. I would agree with that comment. Bryn, yes. I like Bryn. I think she's a good housewife. And Giselle. Who? Jessel, not Giselle. Jessel. Oh, Jessel. Yes, I like Jessel actually. Did you see yeah. that video where her and Sonia? 
Yes, and that's why I'm kind of thinking, are oh, they coming back? I hope so. I think that was just, oh, I hope, like, that was just iconic. Um, next one is the new season of Salt Lake City was amazing. It's a shame Monica isn't coming back. I would agree with that. Like, I didn't particularly like Monica, but I think Monica yeah. brought, she was the villain, and you do need a villain. And we need to see the aftermath. So, like, mm. we need to have them all back. And I just, I hate the way now is AE's housewives will refuse to film of other housewives. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, you have to think of it as a job. There are co workers you don't like, but you still have to work well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, apparently, for the new season of Salt Lake City, Heather is going to be taken down. Apparently, there are racist things she has said that her hairdresser is going to come out and broadcast and the hairdresser that's friends with Monica Monica yeah I think Monica's gonna get a bit revenge off camera um, they've recast two new housewives apparently because they started their oh, yeah. filming already this week oh my god uh, new season and there's two new housewives but apparently both those housewives are transphobic and homophobic because they have so people's found their old history of tweets and I don't know what's going to happen if, the, if they're going to have to halt filming because that happened with New York do you remember there was a seventh housewife yeah. she didn't she was fired um okay the next person says I can't stand Lisa in Miami this this new season she is horrible <laughs> um I don't know you haven't always seen Miami but you've probably seen all over Twitter Lisa was married to Lenny Lenny and hers get a divorce. She brings it up every fucking episode. She cries. I do. I do know who Lisa and Lenny are because they're in the older seasons. They, it's the uh, plastic surgeon husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's yeah. so self-absorbed. This I I used to like Lisa. This season she is really really hard to deal with. Like she you is. Can. You'll understand when you get to season six of Miami. Honestly. Um. Next person says Beverly Hills my favorite city and I love Brandy. Agree. Our next one is Marisol in Miami is my spirit animal. I can agree. She loves a good drink. Uh, the next one is Sonia cracks me up. Will she ever leave that fucking townhouse? Death <laughs> <laughs> Loudhouse will not let her go. I was in New York in April and I really am raging at myself that I did not try and track that fucking townhouse down. My God, she shut off. If it's within a fucking multi-story car park, it can't be that hard to find. <laughs> yeah, no. and the listings on the internet as well. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's been taken down, but it was originally on the internet. Oh my god, Sinead has never watched. Well, she's seen bits of New York with me, but she's going to New York in April on holiday. So I might say to her, go pretend you're a potential client looking to buy that house, and then you can go and fucking meet <laughs> your house and do it for me. Yeah, but then I'd be uh, so raging when she goes to meet Sonia. Imagine. I would be right. Uh, the next one says Ramona, Luan, Nini, Kyle, Teresa, Vicky, all iconic housewives. I would agree, probably with all of them, even though some of them I don't like. Um, the next one is I can't bear Tamara and OC. Why is she back? I, I mean, I've only seen Tamara in Ultimate Girls Trip and I didn't particularly like her. And yeah, I've seen over the years, I don't particularly like her. And the last person says, I've never watched Housewives and I have no clue what it's about. <laughs> I like, like that little input. Thank you very much. Um, right, we're going to take a break and we will be right back with our next section. And we're back. Um, so just to mention, by the way, LA, on our trip to Wales next weekend, we're going to very, we're going to feel like we're on a Housewives trip. 
Yeah. Don't, don't you think? Know. That's the Especially because there's like a hot tub and everything as well. Yeah, there's a hot tub. We're going to do the Ramona thing with the bedroom. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> there's gonna um, be fights in those bedrooms really looking forward to um okay so as always we finish our podcast every week with advice and we'll try and help you as best we can so i put out a question box and we'll go in um and the first question i'm going to read out is i've gotten quite fussy with hygiene my friend has asked me round for dinner this weekend but i'm kind of stressed and because their kitchen, oh sorry, because them and their kitchen aren't the cleanliness. Should I make an excuse not to go or tell them that they need to wash their hands and their kitchen before I eat there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my first, I would say my first thing here is your first line of your question is you've gotten quite fussy with hygiene which says to me you maybe weren't as fussy before so has something happened in your life yeah. in order for you to become fussier with hygiene and cleanliness um i don't think you should make an excuse not to go i think you should still go and see your friends but if if the hygiene and the food thing is going to be such an issue for you i would maybe suggest maybe say you maybe eat before you go yeah, I was going to say that. Or maybe you should offer to help cook and then you can kind of control where your food is and goes and then you can kind of say and then you won't have those kind of worries or frets. But, I mean, do you go out to a restaurant because you can't control the situation at a restaurant? Do you know what I mean? So just maybe view it as a restaurant's place. I, I don't know how... I, I really don't know how else to answer that question. Anyway, but yeah, what? I'm the same, but I am, at the same time, I'm a bit fussy with, like, my food and plates and cutlery yeah. and got a bit of an OCD with that, but um, I, I don't know, because I don't know how, are they really, like, gross, unhygienic? Like, is the yeah. kitchen really minging? Is it, I, don't, I don't know, so it could, and I don't know how fussy you are, so maybe, like you said, the best option is to maybe say to them, like, um. Oh, like before you go like oh i'm not very hungry so i'm just gonna come see you for a drink or a coffee or yeah. or even just take your own bottle of water i don't know like <laughs> just go and see them. Well, you, you shouldn't cancel especially if you want to go and see them and you are gen like they are a genuine friend so you shouldn't just cancel because of that yeah so, i mean can you do a favor because i need to kind of know the, the, the level of cleanliness can you take a picture of the, the your friend person <laughs> <laughs> and send it in. Um, yeah. Just see, like, why do you yeah, have? No, no, no. Like, I, I'm really in. Like, I'm really intrigued. Like, why? Or has it always been that that your friend's level of cleanliness has been this way, and something has happened in your life that is triggering your kind of maybe OCD in a way? Maybe you now have OCD. I don't know. Can you look? Can you develop OCD about hygiene and cleanliness? I don't know. I think you can, or as you get older, you just think a bit more. Because obviously, when you're younger and you're like teenagers, you can't. You don't really care, do you? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe, maybe. it's or I, I don't know. That. But yeah, I think either just eat at home, offer to cook, and then you can kind of control where your food goes. 
Yeah. Or stand in the kitchen and speak to them, depending on what the kitchen's like. Can you stand when they're cooking? Are you not going to get in the way? Keep or an maybe, eye on the kitchen. Maybe offer your friends some help clean. Maybe they're going through a tough time or clean and they just yeah. have a mentality for it, you know. Um, who knows? Keep us posted with your problem. <laughs> At least your friend's making you fucking dinner. Um, and the last question I'm gonna read out is um a colleague in work keeps mentor sorry, a colleague in work keeps mentioning that me and my partner will be invited to their wedding this summer. I barely know them, and to be honest, I can't fucking stand them. Obviously I'm going to decline, but should I do it before the invites go out or should I wait? I feel awkward because they keep bringing it up and I kind of feel sorry for them because I feel like they are trying to make up the numbers. Mm. What's your advice? Because you're getting married, so you can kind of like maybe answer. I can answer from a viewpoint of being married, but you are planning to get married, so... Yeah, it depends if if they say have they said to you like you're gonna be invited to the day or night because that's a big I'm difference because if they plan on inviting you to the day you kind of should really be saying to them like oh they're gone no we're here oh, once <laughs> um, if you are being invited to the day you kind of should be saying to them ACP like oh that day is like oh I can't come listen I can't come or whatever because they are essentially going to be paying for you to eat at that day but if it's the evening then you have to pay for a set you have to pay regardless for a set number of people so it wouldn't make as much of a difference but yeah so that's the that's if it's day or night that depends because if it is night and and they do send you an invite you can just politely decline Uh Uh but you know with a number thing for a wedding with the invites you surely shouldn't be counting in somebody that they're coming. Sorry, you disappeared there. Second, you're back. Do you know what? It's probably because I've been recording that long. It's like fucking. Um, you see, with the numbers for a wedding, surely this person, if they're inviting you, they shouldn't be relying on you to go. Surely, like they should still have yeah. the numbers to meet. The, the venues, whatever it is, whatever, whatever it is, the venues number, capacity, or whatever, minimum number. Uh, but the fact that you said you, you don't know them really and you can't really stand them, like, why would you go to their wedding? Yeah. Why do, or do they have the impression that you, you get along or you like them or are you being kind of fake? Um. Obviously, you've said you're going to decline, which I think is the right thing to do. Whether you should do it before the invites go out or not, because then you could be saving them a wee bit of money. Um, and maybe they can invite someone else. But by the sounds of it, like, I don't know about you, but I didn't invite any of my work colleagues. To no, I'm not planning to invite mine. People that I used to work with that have become friends, that's completely different. But not someone mm. that actively work with who isn't a friend. I think I find that really strange. No, no, I'm not planning on i i work in a really small team and i get on with them really well but uh-huh. i've kind of, i've already said to them listen like it's personally i want my wedding to be like a intimate thing yeah um so i am 
being we are being very careful with our numbers especially for the day the evening time we are a bit like more lenient with but i kind of during the day i just want the people that i want there kind of thing and there are a lot more people i could have invited but unfortunately for numbers sake i'm not because i want it to be intimate i don't want a big showy off wedding 100 percent so no, I won't be inviting my work colleagues, and I don't think it has any better, and I don't think he is. But um, yeah, and the fact that they're kind of relying on you to make up the numbers is a bit crazy, especially if it's during the day. Like, why would you want? I wouldn't want someone at the day of my wedding that potentially I'm probably never going to speak to again. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's the thing. Like, you want people. That's what me and Nick did. We didn't buy any part of we work with or. You know, yeah. we might have colleagues that like for you, I guess, to work with you and then we become friends. I wouldn't say you're yeah. ex colleague, you're one of my best friends. Like Yeah. It's 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 mind boggling to me. I just don't understand why they would be inviting you. But then everyone's different, I suppose. They've got different points of view and maybe they want everybody that they know in their life or has some impact in their life that they see every day to be at their wedding. I just don't know why you would want your work colleagues there. For me, you have to have that divide. You have to have the separate. Yes. You don't want someone at your workplace, in your social life. It's very rare that happens. Yeah. You have that deep, deep connection or the or true authentic friendship. But if you say that you don't have that, I don't know why they would be inviting you. Um, I think you should decline it before the invitations go out because then yeah, you don't have that awkward thing of them handing you an invitation or them posting it or like they have to ask for your address to post an invitation or if they're giving you a plus one they're going to ask your partner's name or who do you want to invite like it, see you all yourself that bother and just say look you could get the invitation but you won't be attending and if you even have to lie say when is it and then say oh we're holiday or you're away or or you know if you don't want to be really honest um yeah i find it strange plus also like if you're inviting other your current work colleagues like for me i'm getting married during the week yeah. so i can't really invite my work even if i did want them there i couldn't really invite them because they can't all take off the day it's a yeah, working day exactly it, as you say it depends what day you get married because like if this person is getting married during the week and you're a work colleague are you going to waste one of your holiday days to take off for this person yeah. Because if you don't know them, you don't like them, why would you do that? No, no. That's strange. Yeah. But good luck to you. Keep us posted. <laughs> With the above. Um, okay. So I'm going to introduce a new little section of the podcast. It's nothing that we have to talk about. So don't worry. And it was long enough episode of this one, but it's just going to be what is your top bop of the week? Now, for copyright issues, I'm not going to play the song over the microphone because I do not want um, Universal or Sony BMG coming after me because I was <laughs> not to. I contacted the podcast software company and they did advise me it's my own risk, so I'm not going to fucking do that because I do not want to lose it. Um, so, um, I'm going to say a song. You can go look it up. You can listen to it. I might hum it. Um, but I'm going to create a playlist and it's going to be top bop of the week. And I will share the link in the blurb for the podcast so we can go follow the podcast. The idea is to put in songs that we all love and enjoy that we can get ready to tonight out, etc, etc. Um, <laughs> so my top bop of the week is a song called On My Way. 
Um, and it's featuring, I'm going to butcher this name, Fayouzia. So it's F-A-O-U-Z-I-A. So, but the actual person they've remixed, I think it's called Side Piece. And it's featuring Fayouzia. So it's on my way by Side Piece featuring Fayouzia. So go listen to it as a bop. It will really get you in the mood. You know, you're doing your makeup, you have a wee drink. On my way, da 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 da, on my way. See me now, bitch. Um, so I'm going to ask all my co hosts every week. So get used to this new segment, everybody. <laughs> what, Ellie, is your top bop of the week? And if you can also send it to me in the group chat, so I can put it into the playlist. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, I haven't really been listening to any new music to be honest I have made a uh, a playlist of old music but the one that I've been listening to quite a lot is Loneliness by Tom Craft and that is mainly because it resurged because of Saltburn and I've just forgot how good of a song that was I love that song seems to love it makes me want to go back to my clubbing days even though I could not club now I'm too old for that but so there we go. They're they're proper two good bops. I will say. Yeah. I'm not gonna think all my bops are Eurovision and oh my god. And to be honest, the proper we will be going forward. But this one's not Eurovision. It's a very good like juicy juicy song. So go listen to them two songs. I will share the link in the blurb or description of the pod. Um so yeah, that brings me to the end of the episode. A long episode. Um, but it needed to be done. We needed to discuss housewives and everything related to it. Um, so I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Um, please like, share, review um, the podcast. Give us five stars wherever you listen. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yada, yada, yada. I'd like to thank Ellie, my wonderful co-host today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. It's been a nice little chat. <laughs> um, just the two best you ever around move away (laughs) (laughs) Uh, please remember to take a milk vessel drink responsibly and we will see you next time goodbye bye